This is Dr. David Pomeroy, your host on ADHD Focus. I wanted to remind you that the show is not intended to be a recommendation for diagnosis or treatment of any condition for any specific person. Please consult your mental health professional or doctor managing your ADHD or mental health issues about any diagnosis or treatment related information that you hear on the show. Refer your ADHD provider to the show if he or she would like more information. Hello, this is Dr. David Pomeroy, your host of ADHD Focus, and I welcome you to another chapter in our ongoing look at various issues with ADHD. Today I'm very excited to be able to talk to uh, Don Baker, who is a therapist in Seattle, whom I've known for probably close to a dozen years or more. And Don uh, is an excellent uh, facilitator of groups, and he has a different kind of approach to helping folks and couples um, with ADD. He says he received his own ADD uh, diagnosis in 1997 and became a uh, counselor in the state of Washington here in 1998 and he's worked for the past 20 years with uh, folks with ADHD. So Don, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dave. Pleasure to be here. Good to talk with you. Um, so we're talking today about relationships and ADHD and, and I don't see much more um, distressing kinds of things to me than someone coming in and a relationship's on the rocks or it's pretty evident that there's been a lot of problems. Um, and so I think it's really important to help people with and also their partners, spouses without ADD understand that there's hope, but it also takes them some work to uh, figure things out. Yeah, Dave, I, uh, I think that's a great place to start. And I, in my experience, doing what I've been doing for, for uh, 20 years or so, there, there is hope. And um, uh, in the beginning, it's, if you're in a relationship right now with somebody, and it is really, and it's rocky at all, just, uh, uh, I'm not biased in that I think that every relationship is going to work out. But if, if you both are committed uh, to some extent, to, to turn this thing around, it can absolutely be done, it, and it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And we we uh, talked a bit uh, before the we began recording here that the one of the I certainly see the main trigger that brings one person in to either get diagnosis or uh, their child, and then well, it's obvious dad has it too, and then how much it's affecting things comes out, um, is that crisis um, ultimatum by somebody that you got to do something here. Totally. Yeah, I, I think what I, uh, we, you let me look over these questions, and when I read this, you know, basically, I, I call it being court-ordered uh, mm-hmm. therapy, coaching, group work by somebody who in the relationship who is non-ADHD and you know this isn't just in partner spouse kind of relationships this is parents and kids um, and to be court ordered like to be like I'm leaving or else kind of a thing 
puts uh, the ADHD person, at least in my experience, in uh, kind of a one-down position, and it's a tough trough to dig out of, right? And oh, yeah. Often I, I feel, and I don't know if you notice this too, but it's almost like uh, the level of commitment somebody has when they're court-ordered to come and see me, uh, I'd say it's less than somebody who finds me on their own. You think that's true? Yes. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think the, the double bind here is the person with ADD now just diagnosed is scrambling to try to find how to fix this. And so, totally. um, gee, medicines didn't fix it. No, I didn't say yeah. they were going to. Um, and <laughs> yeah. their, their hope is, you know, within three or four weeks, things are going to be better. And at mm-hmm. the same time, the spouse thinks you've been taking this medicine for two months and you're still forgetting things and you don't listen to me. And, um, and unless there's some really good support for each of them individually, as well as a couple, then things are, are unlikely to, to really work out. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, when somebody comes in, let's say they're not court ordered, they come in on their own volition and they're committed to the process, you know, uh, uh, relationships can be really kind of tenuous and fragile. And it's, uh, I mean, somebody can take meds and have an incredible treatment strategy and be making some pretty big wins in my, my opinion. But because the relationship is so fragile that, you know, the spouse is just like so basically over it, that, there, mm-hmm. that something can trigger kind of a backslide or, you know what I'm saying? And it's almost oh, like, yeah. It, we were talking about this before we started talking here, and uh, we were talking about trust and how trust gets eroded, right? Yep. Um, and I, I'm just thinking about one thing that of a single entity of ADD that has the most impact on a relationship is what uh, Bill Dodson calls the rejection sensitivity. Totally. Where yeah. a, a little remark, uh, have you emptied the dishwasher yet? Bang, the person with ADD just explodes. Yeah. And 10 minutes later thinks, well, that was kind of silly. Well, apologizing doesn't have the same impact as the explosion. And that's an intrinsic part of ADD. It's not something that usually the, the general first line medications help and anger management stuff doesn't help because it comes out of nowhere. Um, it does. So that's a, a really important part for people to understand, but also look at what uh, what they can do about it. Well, we talked yeah, I, about – go ahead. Oh, I just – let me interject really quick. I, I'm glad you brought that up. And I was just thinking, you know, when if when we get to kind of strategies and how to best unpack and be more strategic with this – RSD, rejection sensitivity, is, you know, to me, the way Bill Dodson talks about it, it's like it's the perception of being rejected. It isn't even mm-hmm. necessarily there. And like you say, yep. it's like it's a, you can pick it up in a tone, but, it's, uh, but this hypersensitivity that we as ADD folks live with, that we pick up on threats that don't exist, uh, we overreact, uh, you know, it makes – so it's, it's like there's a hypervigilance that we can develop in the relationships and mm-hmm. uh, just it's it's crazy yeah and I do think that uh, certainly of the kind of 
people with ADD are hypersensitive to a lot of things. My experience, noise is number one. And that means also tone of voice is really important. Yep. Sensitivity emotionally and yes. that tone of voice. And I've seen kids here turn to mom and say, why are you yelling at me? Well, yep. the mom hasn't raised volume, but the third time you ask something, the tone of voice is going to be different. Um, yeah. So it's easy to, to take that. Um, so we talked about the kind of the, the basic steps uh, in terms of what can can help. And certainly a good accurate diagnosis has to be a starting point. Uh, and oftentimes there will be other co-occurring conditions of maybe an underlying generalized anxiety disorder or depression or other things that fit into it. But that um, starting the person with ADD on a good foundation of treatment is number one. Yep. Yes, absolutely. And I, uh, I wholeheartedly agree. And I, I was talking to you about the fact that I looked back at uh, Melissa Orloff's, uh, one of her books, and mm -hmm. she outlines a process of, of the three stages of healing. And the first stage is actually getting past denial. So overcoming denial in resistance in both partners, right? So mm -hmm. maybe, you know, it's interesting, and you probably run into this too. It's like somebody can get the diagnosis, and it there may be kind of that huge relief, kind of looking back on our life and saying, oh, yeah. That but, explains it, but, yeah. But in my experience, you know, I – I get to sit and work with people as they move through this. And it's like, there can be a huge wall of denial around it. Not only not understanding exactly what ADHD is, but how that may have or may impact their lives going forward. And it's uh, it. And then to have a partner kind of come in into uh, therapy and you talk about this, this diagnosis and the manifestations and, uh, tons of denial on their part too, you know, because mm -hmm. ultimately if you don't have anything else to attribute it to, if it's, if it's a hidden disability, you're going to attribute it to somebody's moral flaw, their character, like they're just mm -hmm. a bad person. Or right? you just so. really don't care about me or those kinds of things. Exactly. Yeah. And I, you mentioned that the, the second part of her three-step process is the hard work. And I think it, it is, hard work and a couple needs to realize this isn't okay two months and the medicines are working and everything's going to be fine we'll read a few books um, and certainly the spouse of the person diagnosed with ADHD has probably a lot of resentments a lot of emotions to deal with and in in terms of helping the relationship the spouse needs to have her or his own therapy and just to work on feelings, not toward ADD or anything else, because it's absolutely normal to have a lot of strong emotions built up. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, I was that I, I always kind of look at it like the talents of ADHD, and the longer uh, folks are together, the the tougher this is to deconstruct, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm -hmm. there's certainly maybe other resentment kinds of things that don't have anything to do with it, but they get all totally. lumped in the same, yeah. same thing. Um, yes. But then also the person with ADHD has a lot of emotions, either anxiety about relationship and 
all the stuff of really realizing, oh, I wish I'd known this 15 years ago um, kind of thing. Uh, and then there's, okay, each person's having some chance to do their own work on their resentments and feelings, but then coming together to start to deal with it. So what steps do you or how do you start with a couple comes in, okay, we've got diagnosis here, and we're trying to figure out how to put things together. What do you start with? You know, uh, my one of my go-to, uh, uh, lack of a better word, so uh, Peg Dawson uh, wrote a book a couple of years ago called uh, Smart But Scattered, and it's uh, it's a it's called the Success Guides for Adults, and uh, so what I like to do is it, it's kind of uh, a little bit of a quiz. It's a little bit of psychoeducation. But what's cool about it is you can begin to you can have a couple sit down. You can kind of go through the traits uh, that are kind of most problematic in the relationship, and uh, you can uh, clarify kind of the biological, neurobiological underpinning of those, you know, like take it out of the realm of this being a moral flaw. Uh, what's mm -hmm. great about what Peg Dawson does, it, it isn't necessarily for ADHD folks. It's, it's about executive skill traits that every human being has strengths and challenges. So what I like to do is I like to take it out of the realm of somebody being bad and good here, like that the non-ADD person is not necessarily the good one. And the ADD person isn't necessarily bad that we are, you know, you look at neurodiversity and you look at the fact that every brain is unique and it's kind of cool to kind of tease us out and say, okay, this is what I'm good at. This is what you're good at. This is what I'm not so great at. Here's where you kind of suck too. And it's um, how do we want to begin to work with this? Uh, so what this does is it diffuses a lot of attention right out of mm -hmm. the gate. And what I do is I like to give the, a lot of homework with this so they can go home and have conversations about this and begin to get strategic with how they want this to be different. And uh, my objective isn't necessarily I don't tell them that I want you guys to start talking. But one of the outcomes often is that they do. They start to have conversations yeah. about this. And it doesn't necessarily and, mean it's going to be peaceful. Right. Right. And, and that, I think, gets to the. The other side that's the kind of, or one of the other sides, uh, the couple's communication part. Because I think many people have fallen into a trap of either blaming or pulling up stuff from three years ago. And anytime somebody's saying, well, you do this, you do that, that's not going to work. Um, and it's getting around to what I think is a, almost an abnormal model in terms of what people grow up with. I think, whatever, I feel this, I would like mm -hmm. that. Yep. And, and that definitely takes practice to God. do. And, and just, uh, just think about this. I mean, like I think about the most inattentive ADD person that I work with. And uh, so to remember those cues mm -hmm. and those skills, to be able to have to be able to retrieve those in the moment, bring those up in a conversation with a spouse when the emotion, when you know there's yeah. like emotional volatility going on, it's tough. You know, it yeah. really it's almost like you need it kind of 
you tattooed on your forearm or have cue cards or something, right? It's yeah, but yeah. To, stay, to stay with that. I mean, that's a tough thing to actually have a voice and a self when you know because of hypersensitivity or whatever you've retreated and re- withdrawn, and now all of a sudden we're saying, hey, just stand up and be seen in this relationship. It's very yeah, hard. Yeah, and and particularly as you say, in the midst of the emotional. Um, thrash of things um, that that is very difficult to step back and people I've seen who have been successful one or the other of them can say wait a second things are getting too overheated here let's step back take a little bit let's get back together in half an hour and you know, go through some of these steps we've been working on so if one or the other, either one can identify, hold it, this is, we're going to derail here, that really, uh, really makes a difference. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, you know this, I'm in a relationship with, with somebody who's ADHD too, and uh, when, when I was diagnosed, there, there were no resources, right? And it was, mm-hmm. like, it was just mm-hmm. kind of, a, it, just a shot in the dark trying to find support. And so basically my practice is based on uh creating the things that i always wish existed you know and mm-hmm. it, uh and i just remember for me in the beginning uh I, the rsd thing was so impactful tone of voice would make me retreat and i mm-hmm. sulk and hurt feelings and right and uh there was so much complexity to it but uh, I think what's cool these days is there's so many excellent resources and ways yes, to explain to people, right? And it's like, and what I love to do is is arm people with some of this information, so they don't have to go through what we went through years ago. Yeah, right? yeah. Kinda, maybe navigating a little bit easier. Not like it's going to be super easy. Yeah, no. The resources definitely uh, have increased, and I was only five years behind you in terms of diagnosis. And I don't think I was steered to any resources. It was, well, you know, yeah. this medicine's supposed to help and here you go. Yeah. And uh-huh. there was no, in these books or anything, or, you know, let's have your spouse understand it. It was, yep, the medicine ought to help you and yon yon. <laughs> and yeah. that doesn't, doesn't work. One thing that, that it, just occurred to me as we're talking about the emotional one thing or another, and this gets into uh, into the field of shame and shame work that Brene Brown is certainly the name that comes to me in, in that, on uh, looking at the fact that probably all of us carry shame from these old tapes and growing up, and as that gets rekindled from anything in a relationship, that affects even more things that are going on. Yeah. Hey, I, I've got a, a quote here. Can I read this real quick? This sure. Is written sure. by an ADD spouse, a non-ADHD spouse. And one of the reasons I want to read it is because it aligns with what you're saying. And she, this was uh, a, a, a testimonial from Melissa Orloff's book. And this person says, so I cried. As a non-ADHD spouse, I felt understood and validated for the first time. Uh, at the same time, the author took me to task on my behavior and responses. It was the first time. So uh, the book gave a name to what happened. 
happened, how it started, how it was falling apart, the state of crisis. It explained my pain perfectly, and it forced me to squarely face my husband's pain. Uh, and mm. I think I think that's really important. It's like uh, I watched this. It's like back to the point where you say early family of origin experiences or stuff that's happened in our lives breed shame, right? And mm-hmm. for for you know, at some point in the process to be able to step back and say, you know, this guy's a jerk, but to to pull back and say, you know, I, I can see why he, she is hurting, right? It's not like I need to take care of that for them, but I can see that we both are in pain. Yeah, I think each respecting the other's pain is a, is a huge point. That's That's a real good one. Thank you. Yeah. So... How do how does the group process work? Because um, you're one of the only people I know who who not only does individual slash couples therapy, but okay, let's get five couples with <laughs> one spouse with ADD and see what happens. Um, how how yeah, do you get? Uh, I I I just it was. Uh, it was a gamble for me. Uh, it was one of those things where I thought, yeah, I'm going to give this a try. And so what I, I started to do, I would do, I think, five couples, so 10, maybe six couples. And I would plan a day. Uh, I'd divide it up into different sections. But the beginning uh, was where everybody, ADD spouse and non-ADD spouse or partner, whatever, in the same room together. And... Uh, everybody's kind of interested it's kind of a surface thing you know good let's get acquainted Mm. and we kind of process what are some of the things that work that don't work for you guys but i think the thing that i found in all the groups that i do whether they're uh just you know for add folks or for couples there's like this special sauce this thing where uh somebody doesn't have to be going through what you're going through but you know Going back to the comment you made at the beginning of our talk about hope, it's like you can look at another couple and you can say, oh, man, they are really screwed up. Or, you know, I can learn some stuff from them. But there's something that happens where it's disarming, right, where for the first Mm -hmm. time, maybe one or both of you are able to sit and talk about what's real Um, and with other people who there's so many things you don't have to say, they just get it, right? Yeah. Um, I, one of the problems I had with the groups is I absolutely love doing them, but I just didn't have the time to do the follow-up, you know, and I think that's a piece that if I had more time, I would do that. I think that would really benefit these folks. Mm-hmm. So um, when you do the groups, is it, okay, we're all going to get together on a Saturday, or is it a, a six weeks worth how do you how do you work that i i did it both ways and uh what i found worked better was to get together on a saturday and to, to have say four or five hours you know break for lunch and uh to do different cohorts where you know have all add people together all non-ADD mm-hmm. people together to, to switch partners and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but i found having a chunk of time worked a lot better for continuity than you know yeah. having a break we can do yes. that. Yeah, it, and then you're great. We had this hour, and now we go back to the same stuff. Totally. Um, yeah. And you end up uh, re, rerunning the same tapes that are, are the problem. Um, 
So in terms of um, resources, good ones, and there are books and I know there are webinars, I've always found the Attitude, ADD, Etude magazine has excellent webinars mm -hmm. and, uh, and articles on it. Um, in that you'd mentioned in some of the things you sent me before um, on books that you found particularly helpful. Um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I I love Attitude. I it's a great website, and uh, if if people are interested, I've got a um, uh, a Facebook page. I know that's it's not a cool thing these days, but. If you are on Facebook still, it's uh, Facebook's uh, backslash unpacking ADHD. And I, I post on there every day and I put a lot of different resources on there about couples. Mm -hmm. uh, for somebody who's living with ADHD beyond my Facebook page, uh, I like, and I don't know how you feel about this book, but Craig Sermon wrote a book called Fast Minds uh, hmm. a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, not, I've not heard of that one. I love it. I love it because he does a lot of great education in the first half of the book. The second half of the book is all about strategies. And for somebody with ADHD, again, smart but scattered, the adult success guide by Peg Dawson. I love that. Those mm -hmm. are kind of good entrees, I think. Um, if you're not a reader, I think they're both on audio, uh, so, you know, so you can mm -hmm. listen to those in the car or whatever. Uh, if you're a partner of... Uh, to me, the go-to resource is Gina Perra's book, yes. Is It You, Me, or Adult ADD? Do you like yes, that one, too? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I think that uh, a good sorting out, is it your family of origin, whatever, is it mine, or is this ADD and we have to figure out what's the kind of funny part and what's the real important part? Exactly. Um, yeah, she calls it about getting off the roller coaster. I, I, she has great mm -hmm. metaphors in there. And then yeah. for, for both of you, uh, I, I go to, I like uh, Melissa Orloff's a uh, couple different books, The ADHD Effect on Marriage uh, and The Couple Guide, Couple's Guide to Thriving with ADHD. Hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, both of those I think are great. I've actually used those in couple sessions. And, you know, we'll use a chapter a week in there. And uh, uh, Melissa also does a, a seminar that I'll refer some of my couples to. Uh, and it's an international audience, which is kind of cool, right? Hmm. Uh, but it's, if you go to Orloff's website, uh, this is ADHDmarriage.com. Uh, check that seminar out, too. I think that's a pretty good resource. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some of the other ones I like... Um pretty much anything by Thomas Brown, a psychologist of 40-plus years experience in ADHD. And uh, he wrote one, Smart But Stuck, um, that really looked at the, a lot of the emotional components. And his latest one, which incorporates that other one as well, is called Outside the Box. And uh, he just has a great way of putting the, the pieces together and uh, helping people see where they came from and how you can build a, a different box, I guess. Um, another good online resource is uh, totallyadd.com, Rick Green's uh, website. And with his broadcast, his background in broadcasting, uh, he basically makes um, doc small documentaries, some of them 
larger, but he knows to break them up in parts. And he has ones on relationships as well as a number of other things about ADD. So it's something a couple can watch together and get talking. And Rick's a comedian, so um, <laughs> there's always an extra little yeah, yeah. twist to it. Um, He's a funny guy. Yeah, I like I like what you just said there, Dave. I I think uh, I think many of the couples I work I don't know about you, but we'll uh, do books on tape, listen to them in the car together. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I love I love to hear that that people are willing to kind of access the information, not have to talk about it, but just listen to it together. I think yeah, kind of cool. and yeah, they're getting it uh, together. Well, as I've often found out in doing these. Uh, shows we're at the end of our half an hour of time and I think Don we probably have some more to be able to talk about in the future and hopefully we can do that. My guest today has been Don Baker, a therapist in Seattle with 20 years of personal experience and professional experience with ADHD and we've been talking about relationships and ADHD and I think that The two takeaways for me is, number one, there's hope. It is possible to work through this and the relationship come out probably even stronger. But the second thing it takes is commitment on the part of each partner to do some individual work and then work on it together to understand not only the nature of ADHD, but how you can work with it and... um, Weave it into part of your relationship in a positive way. So, Don, thanks so much uh, for your time and for being here. You bet, Dave. Thanks so much for having me uh, come on. It's a pleasure talking to you again. So, everyone listening, thanks for listening today to ADHD Focus. This is your host, Dr. Dave Pomeroy, wishing you well, and we'll talk to you next time.